Hey everybody, this is the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts. I'm here with my good buddy Matt Tithke, and today's show is brought to you by our company, Tree Homes. We're a full-service property management company here in Central Texas that mainly deals in residential homes and apartment complexes, and our goal is to help you get financially free. Find us on our website at trehomes.com. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free Podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Young, Wild, Financially Free Podcast. Today's a good episode. We dive into Matt's story on his career and how he came from paving parking lots in high school to being a commercial broker and owning his own residential property management company here in Austin, Texas. I really think you're going to enjoy it, so stick around till the end. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to your own show. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning, or good afternoon to whoever is is listening. Um, So, Matt, today I kind of wanted to talk to you about um, your career path so far. So... Um, I know that um, I look up to you and Appreciate what you've done and in, in your career so far and how you've been focused. And so um, I thought that this would be a good opportunity for you to share your story and and um, how you came from what you came from to where you are today. Um, so we'll kind of, I guess, start at the beginning. So you've had a, um, a career path in real estate the whole time of your professional career. Um, when did you decide that real estate was, was what you wanted to do? So, good question. I, for me, really started pretty early. Uh, started kind of like a lot of people that I've seen um, that are in the real estate business. They, they've seen somebody do something, and they kind of saw this path. For me, it was my mom. She was uh, buying some rental properties kind of like what we're trying to do um, throughout her career. And so she started slowly adding properties over time. And all throughout high school, I remember I would work at um, Wheeler Coatings or Bush's Chicken and kind of be working the the typical hourly job. And I quickly saw that, that I did not like that. And I hated looking at a time clock and thinking, when am I getting off? And so for me, uh, I think it got instilled in me early, like, hey, I don't want to do this job. I want something with more freedom. And I started thinking and seeing what my mom was doing and um, just got my brain spinning. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I actually didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to jump straight into real estate. Okay. And my mom said, hey, if you do that, I'm cutting you off. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed enough that uh, she paid for my school. So I, I was going to go and take that on. Uh, went through my first two years of school, and then my junior year, the very beginning of junior year, I started uh, working towards getting my real estate license. Uh, cranked that out within three months, and kind of all started right then. Gotcha. Um, so let's go back to um, high school. You said you were working um, a couple of different different jobs. Um, did your mom make you get a job in high school? Because I know that um, my mom just wanted me to be busy. Yeah. Um, also... You know, um, I didn't get an allowance, and so yeah. um, my allowance was if I wanted to if I wanted to work. So, did your mom make you, or did you have the initiative to to get those jobs, or what was the motivation behind starting working in high school? Yeah, I, I think it was a combination okay. of it was uh, encouraged to have a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my mom worked super hard, 
raising my brother and myself, and I saw her wake up every morning at 4 o'clock and go to work. And so I kind of took it upon myself to you know, look up to that, but also to have a job to have money in my pocket to go out while we were in high school because I, yeah, I wasn't getting any cash, uh, any allowance or anything like that. So right. just started grinding and uh, doing striping and paving and spray painting the fire lane, no parking on, on curbs. Yeah, yeah. And you were you played baseball in high school, so that must have been kind of difficult to balance school and sports and work all at the same time. Yeah, for sure. A um, little bit more when baseball started, kind of slowed down on work. Sure. But I have definitely have an interesting story about uh, work balance with school when I got into college. So my junior year, I was uh, really trying hard to get through because my first two years, I wasn't super focused on having good grades. So I ended up taking 18 hours my junior year, and that's when I told you I got my license. Mm-hmm. And when I, once I got my real estate license, I freaking loved it. I caught on fire. And I was, I was going to uh, class, and I was wearing a suit and tie, like way overdoing it. <laughs> I had a TAM UCC realtor for A&M Corpus Christi uh, decals on my truck. Uh-huh. Had that Twitter account. And so I really didn't care about school at all. I was in class texting, couldn't wait to get to the office, uh, spent a lot of late nights at the office. It was, luckily, it was like two blocks from my house. So I would just kind of go back and forth between my office and my house. Mm-hmm. So there came a point where I was doing a deal. I think I had three or four deals going on at once. I was taking these 18 hours, and one of my deals uh, started going south. It was a major learning point for me. I kind of saw that um, the lending side is huge, but I had a client basically that had $2,000 earnest money on a property and they ended up not being able to get the loan and we got locked out of the period where we could get our earnest money back. So that was something that I learned uh, in the future moving forward how to prevent that was to extend that financing contingency. However, I didn't do it at the time. I was was a rookie. Uh, My broker wasn't really telling me what to do. And so I had a point where uh, this guy that I was representing called me and said, hey, I need this $2,000, I'm gonna sue you. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, this isn't really my issue. A lender told you that he could get you the money. I went to my broker, somewhat kind of said, you're on your own. And I literally had, I think $2,500 in my bank account. And I wrote this guy a $2,000 check. And uh, I was, I had a breakdown, like yeah. I was uh, overloaded with stress, school was knocking at me, real estate was crushing me, and I literally, I don't exactly know what happened, but my temperature went up to 103 degrees, Oh man! I was stuck in bed, I couldn't freaking move for like two days, it was the weirdest thing ever, yeah, I, I actually, some kind of stress overload, Yeah. I thought I was going to die, oh, I, I'm serious, yeah. I, really thought, I really thought something bad was going on. So it, that was a huge point for me. I was like, dude. So, so you wrote a, the $2,000 check to this, your client. Yeah, and I, and I had nothing in my pocket, really, oh, barely any money. And uh, ended up still closing a deal with this guy, making a $2,000 check. So I kind of broke even. Down, yeah. Uh, I very, most people, or, or I very well easily could have just not written him that check. Right. But I wanted to do the right thing. And uh, ended up paying off, right? Because yeah. we closed the deal, and then he ended up giving me some referrals. But it was, you know, you talk about balance. Like, man, 
I just realized that you can't just overdo it for too long. And so it comes back to something I've been working on lately is, is like discipline's huge, but uh, it's, it's really about consistency. Sure. Like going all in hardcore is great, but can, how long can you do that for? Before you burn out. Before yeah. you burn out. And so that was just an interesting college experience. And you, you can ask Lexi about it, man. I was, I was in rough shape for a couple of days. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you that, like, I mean, college is a, a, a time where a lot of people are, are motivated. There's, a, I guess, a, a sense of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I had um, a boss in college ask me, you know, how long are you going to be burning the candle at both ends? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, like I ended up, you know, like, whenever I got out of college and, you know, started working, it was like I was just, like, you know, exhausted. Yeah. Like I had been, you know, burning the candle at both ends, and then finally I was just like, "Man, what is it? What did I even, you know, do this for?" Yeah. Um, so about, balance is like, you know, huge. Yeah. Are you so for you both end of the candles was same thing work and school? Yeah. So um, for my uh, for me, I was um, going to school full time um, at Texas State University, and then I had a, a full time job. I'm working at an embassy suites. I was a bartender there. All right. And uh, on top of that, I was a part-time intern at Texas State at the in the athletic department. Wow. Okay. Um. So I was just doing. I mean, basically, it was just grind, grind, grind. You know, college is you go to college so you you can get a, a solid job whenever you get out. And so, having that feeling of like an opportunity was what drove me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about you know, how hard I was pushing myself. It was just like, you know, go, go, go. And then I finally got to a point where it was like, well, you know, that I'm, I'm, you know, exhausted. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, having that balance and, um, being consistent, I think is the biggest key. It's not, um, 110% 24 seven. Yeah. You know, it's, um, that 90%, you know, all the time. Yeah. It's a, it's a marathon. And another thing for me, I remember, um, was, getting so I had a fear really it's it kind of started from fear of working for someone for my whole life mm-hmm. and I was like I can't do that I was scared yeah and so that's part of why I was attacking real estate so hard is because I saw that it could be that way out and um, just kind of avoid that what I was so fearful of did you have a bad relationship with a boss or what what kind of drove you to think about that you didn't want to work for someone yeah um just doing it, man. Just seeing um, the the benefits of the opposite way. Um, I, I really just hated looking at a clock. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's kind of somewhat in my blood. I mean, my grandpa started a business. My uncle started a business. I feel like it's part of who I am at the end of the day. Sure. Um, but more so is just I wanted freedom. And a 9-to-5 job just didn't give me that freedom that I would want and what I was looking for. Right. Gotcha. So you went to you went to college. You were working towards a degree um, in history, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, did you just choose that just because um, you were interested? Because I know that you're still you're working on getting your license at the same time. Yep. Wanting to start that career path. Um, and so history was just a, uh, I guess a, it was a, it was something I was interested in. Um, I started in environmental science, and then I went to business, and then I went to history, but. All the history classes I took, I, I just crushed it and yeah. got like 99, 96. Like, it was just the one subject that I was really good at for whatever reason. And I, I was just interested in it. 
um, and I was able to kind of memorize things pretty quickly. Gotcha. I, I thought that as a backup plan, um, maybe I'd be a baseball coach and a history teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought about being a firefighter, but ultimately ended up with real estate and super happy that I picked that. Yeah. Um, so you graduate from uh, A&M Corpus Christi. You have your license. You're working as a realtor. Uh, what happens next? So my so once again my senior year I, I heard about this program in College Station, it's the Masters of Real Estate program, and I became solely focused on getting into this program. And that's it, Texas A and M. Texas A and M in okay. College Station, and like I said, up until my uh, junior year, my grades weren't all that great, uh, so I had to really zone in, and I had to take additional classes to like which were prerequisites for the College Station program. So did all that, got my grades up, and then I had about an eight-month window to see if I was going to get accepted to the program. During that time, I moved back here to Round Rock, and I was working with a company called Don Quick. And uh, one thing I, I want to bring up about Don Quick and then at my other job is that I was always extremely focused on learning. And I, I got a couple really good guys to mentor me, one in Corpus, and then Don Quick and Round Rock. And these guys would literally sit down with me for an hour every single day. I remember Don would meet me at the office at 7 and just straight up give me some real estate lessons. History, talking it. And, and both of these guys, one was named Myron, and then there was Don, uh, had about 40, 50 years of real estate experience. So it's kind of been a theme as I've been going through the business is just learn, 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 soak everything up. And um, there's just so much out there that can be extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there. I mean, there's plenty of resources of, like, in any career path, you know, mm-hmm. people who've, who've gone before you. Yes. Um, and so, and, I mean, you got to look at the successful people and be like, you know, they did something right. You know, what can I do like them, you know, yeah. to, to be, to get to that success or to be as successful as them? For sure, and I think some of that ties back into the history, right? Yeah. I mean, liking history and then the history of these guys. Like, how did they get to where they are? What have they learned? And me kind of understanding that the value of history is you can learn from it and get better from it. Right, yeah. Um, and so you uh, so you went to Texas A&M and College Station. You got into the master's program. Correct. So, yeah, so I got accepted, and then... Um, I worked for Don Quick for about eight months, and I talked to these guys because it was a great job, and they're super plugged in, and I definitely could have stayed there. But they said, "Hey, you gotta go." So I ended up packing my bags, going to College Station. Lexi followed me, and she became a teacher, second grade teacher. And at this point, you guys are newlyweds, right? Newlyweds, yep. Yeah. So uh, starting a starting a marriage is yeah. a, a big thing as well. So for sure, more for sure. Going on at one so time. we were teaming up, trying to take that on, and. College Station was a whole new world for me, and uh, I didn't know anybody there. I I had a great experience. I was around a lot of super smart guys and girls and completely engulfed in real estate. As So like I said, I I like to sit down and learn from these guys, right? And so I've been doing that for the last three years. Now getting to go to a class and go to multiple classes, it was like the greatest thing for me. Mm -hmm. So learning and then also having that real-world experience was great. A lot of the guys that went to that program were straight through school. Yeah. And so the fact that I uh, was able to have some work experience in the business 
really allowed me to understand and think about the terms and the classes in a little bit different way. Gotcha. So everything from uh, appraisal to law to real estate principles, we had an actual appraiser teach the appraisal class. We had a lawyer teach the law class. And uh, it was just a great, great experience. My senior year, or my, or my final semester there, I did a full-on semester project on self-storage. And there was this huge competition, and it was me and uh, another girl and a guy. And at the end of the semester, we presented, and we ended up winning this contest. We got $1,000 each. Nice. And uh, it was intimidating because you're going up presenting about um, an aspect of real estate to extremely successful people that have been in the business for a long time. So yeah. that's a tough thing to do. Sure. We somewhat got lucky with having self-storage as a topic because it, it's kind of always been seen as like the stepchild of commercial real estate. Yeah. But over the last five, 10 years, it's really kind of picked up. Yeah. And so we were able to like actually teach some people some stuff. And we spent... Um, six months going on interviews, you know, hearing all kinds of tactics that people would do. Like, I thought it was cool when a self storage company would come in and look and see if they can do any units in a market. They would actually go check the competition and try and find out how many units were occupied, how many were vacant by going there and looking at the if if a unit had a lock on the door. Oh, really? If it had a lock on the door, it was being used. Yeah. If it didn't, it was vacant. Right. So they'd go in there and say, hey, every single unit here is fully leased. Maybe that's just one sign that there's some more demand for some more storage units. Right, yeah. So little tips like that that I thought were pretty cool. That's smart, yeah. Um, and so you went to this, or you got into this master's program with the goal in mind of becoming a commercial broker. No, no. So so what was the, I mean, what was the, what would drove you to even enter into this master's program? Because yeah. you were already working as a real estate agent. Yeah. Um, you know, you were back home in Round Rock working for Don Quick. Mm -hmm. So somebody could say, you know, I've made it, I've done it. I'm just, this is my career. I'm going to do this for the next however many years. Mm -hmm. Um, but you wanted to further your education. Why? So a couple things. Uh, I didn't fully think of it as this is a commercial based program until I got there. I was like, wow, this really is. So I'm pretty sure every single person that I went to school with there is in commercial real estate. And I am as well, but we got the tree with the residential management. And for me, it was looking at bettering myself. So I knew that I wanted to be in the real estate industry. I was super passionate. I was grinding. And then I heard about this program, and I was fascinated. I just said, I got to get in here. And just with the idea of learning and trying to be an expert at my craft, I knew that that was something that I could add to my toolkit that would go a long way. And it definitely has. Like, the things that I was taught there, I feel like I can be in a room with anyone uh, and talk real estate because I've really, really studied it and analyzed it and, and just put the work in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now you've you graduated from um, A&M. Did, um, so did you decide before or after that you wanted to work in commercial um, before you graduated? And how did you find a, a job whenever you got out of school? What was the yes. process with that? So it's uh, it was kind of interesting. Um, I always wanted to work for a company here called Endeavor. They're considered one of the best in the development world. Mm -hmm. And I would show up to their office. I'd call. They didn't have any jobs. Finally, I got through and they said, hey, we'll give you a job. 
So that was uh, while I was in college still. So I was kind of wait counting on that. And two weeks before I graduated, they called and they pulled the rug out from under me. Oh. And I'm like, wow, I, I have no idea what I'm going to do now. My yeah. backup plan was to go work with Don Quick, still a great company. Right. Uh, but I just was really interested in learning from Endeavor because it's, it's always been a theme is to get, try to get with the best and learn and become an expert. And so... Never pulled the rug out from me, and then I ended up just kind of walking into another firm called Edge, and I was just fell in love. We were they were at Six in Congress, showed me the tenants that they were working with, Gold's Gym, Big Sporting Goods, guys like that. Yeah, and uh, I liked the team, so I was like, "Oh, this makes a lot of sense." Gotcha. Meanwhile, uh, kind of backing up, I was a leasing agent while I was going to school in College Station for a company called United Realty, mm-hmm. and we ended up partnering with them to bring a branch for the management arm to Austin. It's called United Realty of Austin. Okay. And after about six, seven months, we figured out that that wasn't working out. So we bought them out as partners, which then became Tree. Okay. Gotcha. So what wasn't, what wasn't working out? Well, it was, we just kind of felt like we were on an island. We were on our own. Um, there, it's a great team and great guys over there, but we didn't feel like they were helping us. So what we learned was that you can't think of markets as the same. Like if you think about College Station versus Austin, how you grow in College Station might not necessarily work with how you would grow in Austin. Okay. They were solely focused on student, like the student population, student houses. Mm -hmm. And we were here trying to grow, but we just weren't getting any guidance. Mm -hmm. So we kind of saw, hey, we started with, 15 units, now we're at 40, we're giving away 30% of our profit, uh, we did all this growth on our own, let's just buy them out, so it went well, we're, st- we're still friends with these guys, mm-hmm. uh, but super happy that we did that. Yeah, so you're, so at this time you become a commercial broker at Edge, you buy out United, change the name to Tree, mm-hmm. acronym for Tattoo Real Estate, and how many properties do you have at this time? As far as management? In management, yeah, on the, the tree side of things. So when I was in College Station, I was managing a fourplex and had a lot of crazy stories with that we can get into uh, sometime. And then we started here, I think we had seven, and then just started growing it organically. Started with seven properties. Seven properties. And this is in 2015. Correct. Okay. So we're three years later. Yep. How many properties are you at? So... What I understand from Lex, she's in the day-to-day. Uh, we've got about 160 single-family homes okay. and 100 HOA units. Wow. So getting close to 300 total units. Gotcha. Awesome. And so Lexi was working as a teacher in College Station. You guys moved back, and now she's helping run the company. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, um, so she does the, it's just... Heard, heard you start, yep, start just, just kind of rolling with it and uh, then we brought you on baby <laughs> yeah um, and so I mean now obviously um, you know the company's growing I've, I've seen what we've done so far over the last um, year or so uh, so you're now a commercial broker right and you're loving it right yep and then you know you own this company um, and you're loving that too yeah, I mean, I'm on fire, man. I love the business. I love the freedom it creates and, you know, being able to create a team. 
bringing right. guys like yourself and seeing you buy your first home, like, that's pretty cool for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm jacked up, and I'm looking forward to the future. I think we're in a great market, and there's just a ton of opportunity. And it really comes down to, like we said, uh, commitment and then consistency, right? right? Just being consistent with what we're doing and having a big-picture approach. We're not trying to grow as fast as we can just to grow. We're trying to grow in a smart way. And the plan is to be here, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. And what I've seen within the industry is that reputation is huge. Mm -hmm. And so we just do try to do things the right way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it pays dividends. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So seeing where you are now, go back to Matt at 17, 18 when you decide that real estate is what what you want to do what you're interested in mm -hmm. did you have were you looking at this goal the whole time or were you taking it taking it day by day and just kind of see feeling it out as you go or yeah great question I, th I think it's just a mix I mean having high ambitions always was big for me but then taking it step by step and trusting in the process and for me this is eight years in the works and you know, straight up, hardcore committed to it, um, trying to learn, work, grind, and really it took me, granted I was in school, which made it hard, but it really took me five years to really start seeing the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest challenges is that people see uh, real estate and they think that, wow, this is great, like everything's good, but it takes time. There's no secret to it. It just takes time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. And so, I mean, I totally agree with you on, on it taking time. And that's something that I think is, um, I wouldn't say not necessarily wrong, but a, a flaw in today's society is that everyone wants uh, immediate, um, I guess, gratification. Yeah. Um, and so people want the paycheck now. They want the success now, but they don't want to be patient enough to put in the work not necessarily that people you know don't work hard because yep. I'm sure there's so many people that work hard every single day but they it's easy to become impatient and think you know um, I want to become successful tomorrow or you know right. I want to retire tomorrow and looking at the big picture too much looking at the end goal too much and not necessarily focusing on the day-to-day -day grind and being patient that it's going to take time you know yep. for that for that buyout I completely agree I think Maybe part of it is kind of what we've grown up with and seen is that there's all these companies, like, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Uber, um, that blew up what it seemed like overnight. And people see that, and then that's what they want. Right. They want the next billion-dollar company. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having those ambitions, but if you go back and look at those guys that were doing it, they were grinding. They yeah, were it's hard. interesting, yeah, because we, we see in the media – of this new company that came out that's successful. Yeah. We didn't see them when they were living yeah. in their parents' garage and they were, you know, grinding, exactly. you know, 20, 21 hours a day, yeah. not sleeping. Um, and now it's come to fruition. Now they're, you know, able to cash out or become successful um, to a certain extent. I've seen, yeah, 100%. And I've talked to a lot of successful people and, you know, they just say there is literally no secret. It's just hard work and commitment and it's just one day at a time. Yeah. I mean, uh, a famous quote that I'm sure everyone has heard is that um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have talent, that's awesome. You know, but that only takes you so far. You know, whenever 
you know, talent gets to the end of it, you know, if you create those habits of working hard, that'll carry you for the long term. Yep. Like you said earlier, it's a marathon. So it's, I mean, talent comes in great in the sprint, you know. Um, yep, exactly. Hard work helps you with the, the big picture. Yep. So. The longevity of it, for sure. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, well, this was a good talk. Um, till next time. Yeah, excited. Thanks. Smile you later. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Matt on his career. I hope you got some motivation, some inspiration, some entertainment out of it. You can find Matt on Facebook or Twitter. Matthew Evan Tyke the second is his handle. If you did like today's episode, please leave us a review and please subscribe on whatever device you are using. It would mean the absolute world to us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.